We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the KU football and basketball beat writer from the Kansas City Star, Shreya Slada. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to another hour of Sports Daily. We get Tria Slata here, our KU insider, as we get ready to begin the KU basketball season tonight against North Carolina Central. We're coming off of a massive football win. Uh, Shreyas, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? We're, we're good. We're good. Look, I, you know, KU didn't get any help uh, this weekend. Let's start with football. They didn't get any help. The chances to play in a Big 12 title game are not amazing, but, man, that was a big-time win, and the buzz is building for a couple of weeks from now. Uh, it, that was that was a pretty big-time win for KU on Saturday. 100%. I think this was just a, a big step in the right direction for the program uh, in the sense that, you know, you want them to have – another big win after following up a huge win uh, or having a previous big win against Oklahoma. You know, uh, Lance is talking about how he, the program and Kansas as a whole, hasn't necessarily always done that. They won in Ames, did what they haven't done since 2008, came out with a W uh, and just really impressive overall. When you look at what happened the last time that the Jayhawks went to Ames, Iowa, played Iowa state in what was Lance Leipold's first season, and they just get blown out of the water. Uh, I think the final score is 59-7. to What a around in just two years to be able to go back to Ames. After dark, we know how difficult it is to play in that stadium. When the sun goes down and they, they beat the Cyclones, what does that tell you about uh, just overall the way that the culture has changed and the way that that program is built under Leipold? Well, Leipold is a miracle worker, honestly, to be quite frank. Um, you know, uh, he's just been really, really great, uh, overall in the sense of being above, uh, I think like everybody, what they expected for Kansas season. Uh, you know, I was high on them with nine wins, uh, and I think they could hit 10. This, this culture and this team has really bought in. They've taken a big step forward in defense. They've done a tremendous job 
Um, and, and they've just been great, honestly, overall. Well, let, he, he's got – what amazes me is he hasn't had the Big 12 player of the year this year, basically, and they've still done this. Jalen Daniels does not travel with the team. Is that because his back doesn't allow him to travel, or, or what did you make of that uh, development yeah, over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. He, he mentioned that the, the um, you know, the medical staff had kind of advised him not to travel four hours on the bus trip. Uh, and then okay. Lance reiterated he's not redshirting and, you know, or any other rumors that are out there. That's not happening. So, you know, uh, not uh, a great prognosis after being able to be on the sidelines and, and all that. But um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it, honestly. What do you make, though, of Jason Bean and, you know, the way that he performed on Saturday? Of course, you know, the game against Oklahoma, we talked about it last week, about how it almost seemed like there were, you know, different situations where the Jayhawks kind of compensated for a couple of the bad decisions that Jason Bean made in the big win against Oklahoma. Didn't always make the best throws uh, or make the best decisions. But against Iowa State, I mean, he looked awesome and threw the ball for almost 300 yards. I thought that Andy Kotelnicki put him in some really great situations for some big shot plays, especially the big touchdown pass to Lawrence Arnold. What did you take away overall from what Jason Bean did on Saturday? Uh, he was phenomenal. He was really, really good. Um, you know, overall, I was really impressed with him uh, in the sense that, um, you know, he didn't really making any mistakes. He was pinpointing his passes. He stepped in the pocket when needed. Um, he probably played his best game in a Jayhawk uniform uh, against a tough, tough team in Iowa State in a tough road environment. I, I thought so. I thought he made some of the biggest throws, if nothing else. I mean, that was the th- some of those throws from him. Like, we think back to a week ago, and he didn't look good throwing the ball. He, he made some elite-level passes there. What, what do you think for him – is the key to finding that more often than, you know, finding games where he throw for less than 50% and do all the things they did two weeks ago? Like, what, what is that for him to find what he had in Ames consistently? Uh, I think it's just building his confidence, right? He's a, he's a confidence-based quarterback. If you let him kind of get into his groove, it seems like he builds on that throughout the game. Uh, and, and the key thing for him is just playing to his strengths, you know, uh, using him in the run game when they can, uh, you know, short intermediate passes until they can get the deep ball going a little bit in the second half. I've noticed that a lot. Uh, just overall, I think with him is making sure he's in tune with the play calling and, you know, happy and focused on the sideline. Uh, Lance has talked about his demeanor really improving the last year. Uh, I think he just is so tough on himself, and I think confidence is a big thing. How do you feel about the overall development of Brian Borland's defense with the Jayhawks? Um, it's been, a, I think, a running uh, point of, of contention a little bit, I think, over the last couple of years about how, you know, it almost seems like the defense is kind of the, or has been thought of as the Achilles heel of this Jayhawks team. But they they play really decent, especially on Saturday. Uh, and I know that they were up against a, a freshman quarterback in Rocco Becht with Iowa State, but how do you feel overall about the way that they've developed? Uh, I mean, honestly, I was impressed with them. You know, like they have been way better than everyone expected after, you know, the gambling scandal. And they, uh, you know, they, uh, I think, have done a tremendous job of making the most of a, a tough spot that they were in. I mean, they were right there in the Big 12 race. They still kind of are. Uh, you know, they're not going to win a Big 12 title, but they could finish top five. 
And, uh, you know, props to Iowa State. You know, they, they've been a lot better than everyone thought they were going to be, and they were a tough team for KU to beat, and they were right there in the game until the very last minute. How how likely or unlikely is it that KU can get what they need to play in that Big Twelve? We we have it as like on a, a on a little meter thing, you know, like you might see on a, on a hot take show. We have it as like very unlikely that KU is going to be able to get a chance to play in the Big Twelve title game with what they need to happen. Yeah, I, I think it's really tough because you're basically relying on Texas losing two or OU losing uh, or OSU losing two or and then Kansas winning out. It's it's a lot of just like if and but uh and a lot of you know if this happens that happens you know like uh, you know props to kansas for getting to this point you know you look back and you really want that osu loss back if you're uh a jayhawk fan but you know it's just i think a little unrealistic at this point but hey crazier things have happened what's the latest shria on mellow dotson uh back-to-back weeks with a pick six uh for him uh, I, that pass that he uh, he intercepted in the Iowa State game, not a great ball thrown by Rocco Beck, but still a pretty impressive interception for him and then took it back to the house, then got injured later in the game. Do we know any updates on him? I know uh, Coach Leipold will talk a little bit uh, later on, I think today, right? Isn't it his immediate availability today? Do we know anything more about Mello? Yeah, he said he, he tweeted out after the game, we good. So I think that's a, a positive thing. Uh, and Lance said, didn't really go divulge too much into it. He just kind of said, we hope to have him back soon. All right, let's switch to hoops. North Carolina Central. I'm not going to ask you to break down North Carolina Central for us, Shreyas, but I do want to know from KU's perspective, uh, I don't, I look, I don't think this, this preseason has gone the way that we might have liked and hoped. So what do we need to see tonight that will sort of wash that out of our mouths a little bit as we've, as we're officially starting the regular season, these games now start to count. Uh, I mean, you want to see better defense. Uh, You want uh, continuity on the defensive end, Uh, you know, better against ball screens. Uh, You want Kansas to show more on the perimeter shooting side uh, to do a lot more there. Um, You know, it, I think it's so, so big. Uh, that Kansas does not have another one of these really rough shooting nights because I think it could be an issue all season. I, I kind of talked about it in my bold predictions. Uh, you want to see uh, a little better chemistry than they've shown, uh, you know, so, thus far. Um, and I think those are the, the couple of things. And you want to see them blow out this team because they're like 306th rank, I think, in, in Ken Palm. Shreyas, do you think it's fair to say, I, I brought this up, I think, last week, um, a basketball program. Do you think it's fair to say that outside of Dewan Harris and Hunter Dickinson, this team, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to figure out exactly what it's expected of them to do? I mean, the way that I kind of see it is that Dewan Harris knows that he's going to be the point guard and the floor general and what his job is. He's a veteran in doing that. That doesn't change. Hunter Dickinson is the big. We know what his role is going to be, and and that's kind of set. But then K.J. Adams is going to be expected to play kind of a different role than what he's played the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, same thing with Kevin McCuller. He might have to be a little bit more of a scorer this year than what he was a year ago. And then who knows what's going to happen at the shooting guard position. Do you think it's fair to say that it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to kind of figure out exactly what their roles are? Yeah, I think it's 
it's going to take some time, but I, I mean, I think Kevin knows this role. I, I've said it before, but I think he's the best player on this team, and he looked like the best player on this team in preseason play. He's confident. He looks like he's kind of broken through uh, this, you know, the second year of being at Kansas. Uh, you know, last year he had a, a tough shooting spot, but he seems like he's shooting a lot better than uh, he was at any point last year in these preseason games. Obviously, we'll see if that carries over into the season. Uh, but just overall, I think you know they. Uh, there will be some weird role things, I think, with all Marco Jackson and, and Jamar McDowell, some of the young guys, Johnny Furphy. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Dewan is, is uh, a fit role. Diggins is a fit role. Uh, you know, I think Kevin Culler knows this role. KJ is going to be, I think, it depends on the game kind of role. And then whoever the fifth starter is, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, who that ends up being. I, I have a theory here. Shreya Slada joining us, our KU Insider. Uh, football, basketball beat writer at the KC Star. We talk about roles. I think Dwan Harris's role needs to be a little different. My my key to unlocking this thing is for him to become a more featured scorer. We've seen over the last two years when he scores, they win. And I just like it doesn't. It, it seems like there's there's an opportunity, and not just an opportunity, but a need for him to do that. I think that's going to be the key for them is trying to get him to a consistent double-digit every-game score? A hundred percent. I don't know about double digits, but you need to be having him shoot at least three threes a game with this KU team on the spacing that they need. Uh, I think they need him to be aggressive, like you said. Uh, I think they need him to be, uh, you know, going out there and looking to score when there isn't an opportunity to score with anybody else on the court. Uh, And I think they need him and KJ to really be uh, better. I mean, like KJ took a big step offensively. They need KJ to continue that from last year, and they need the one to be aggressive, like you said. Ten points a game. That's what I want. Ten points a game. Think we can get there? I think so. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I, I just think, you know, it, for him, it, it's just about shifting the focus. He's such a willing passer and willing, uh, like, you know, person to give up the ball that I don't think he thinks about scoring as much as Everybody else does. Uh, so I, think I, I don't he has either. A- but but they, I, the number. I mean, they win when he scores. Like it's it's a crazy. I don't remember it now. We talked about it all year last year. Like when he scores, they win. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense though, right? You it puts so much less pressure on everybody else to score. You know, it puts less pressure on Kevin McCullough and Hunter Dickinson and and uh, you know whoever the other starter is to score and KJ etc. Uh, to score. Because, you know, they now have another perimeter shooting threat if DeWan decides to shoot the ball a little more. And, uh, you know, it is such a tremendous uh, key for this Kansas team, especially this year, because I think scoring will be, you know, through Hunter Dickinson. You know, they've played through him a lot, you know, with him being down low. Uh, but, I'm you know, Kevin McCullough is going to have to take a big step up in usage with Grady and Jalen Wilson gone to the NBA. And, you know, you need KJ to kind of, play the game that he plays where he scores anything within six feet and you hope he has a jumper. So Dewan's role in this team is definitely going to be, obviously main thing will be point guard, but you want him to shoot two, three threes a game. And ideally make like, you know, one and a half, three a game, at least two threes a game, something like that, because KU's perimeter shooting, I think is going to be bumpy all season. All right, Shreyas, what do you guys have coming up at the Star this week? Is it's uh, well, obviously you'll have KU basketball coverage tonight, and then looking ahead to Texas Tech. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll have a lot of that, and you know, I'll have my film breakdown that comes out every Wednesday morning with uh, quarter, uh, former KU quarterback Carter Stanley breaking down what Kansas needs to do to beat Texas Tech. And uh, you know, it'll be a fun week with a lot of crossover coverage, and uh, you know, college basketball season's finally here. I'm hyped. We're all hyped. We're all hyped. KU gets going tonight. We've got Wichita State tonight. We've got K-State tonight. That's basketball, by the way. Everybody's opening on a Monday, big-time Monday. Shreyas, we appreciate it. Follow Shreyas at uh, on social media. You can find his work there uh, at S-H-R-E-Y. What is it, Shreyas? Why can't, I, why can't I pull that up? It's 98? Is you're that right? Good. It's S-H-R-E-9-8 on Twitter. Nine eight. I knew that's what it was. There it is. Okay. S H R E nine eight on X on Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Shreya's work is all there, as well as the KC Star. Shreya's be good. Have fun tonight. Uh, celebrate the start of college basketball with the rest of us, and we'll talk again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. There goes Shreya Slada. Uh, Tommy and I have a lot still to get through in this hour. We've got. Let's look at the rest of the NFL, by the way. Uh, because it was nuts. We'll look ahead to those games. There's KU for you. Wichita State, K-State both also get opening tonight. And we've got a big Monday night football game. I don't know what we're supposed to do. How can we watch all these things at one time? We'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll give it our best effort uh, uh, tonight as well. On the way out here, let's give away some HTO. So between now and November 26th, by the way, you can get 30% off of the homebrew tea bags and, and Pelican, all the Pelican coolers and cups and stuff. 30% off. Uh, and we'll also get you in there with a free tea and a free brew house coffee for our first caller right now on that IHOP hotline, uh, 869-1240. You can get the tea at Wichita West, East, and in Derby. You can get the coffee at Wichita East and Derby. Good luck, everybody. First caller during the break here. Jad will get us a winner. We'll come back. More football and a little more college basketball coming up as we get through this Monday on Sports Daily. everybody congratulations dale for winning some hto call in at an ihop hotline glad to be here with you glad to have that ihop hotline it is open the rest of the way by the way uh, so get on there let us know what you think tommy i'm looking at picks I, I had not seen this until literally right this second eight and one week for mr caster that'll get you back in the game here paul and i are both above 500 and we all uh, are coming into tonight, by the way. We still have a game going tonight with Monday Night Football. But uh, did your wallet follow your follow your thoughts here? Did you have a good betting weekend? Look, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, not that it was a bad weekend, but because I learned mm. my lesson the last time I talked about it. And, uh, you know, look, like uh, there's still another game tonight that we picked on Friday. So I'm I'm going to withhold any comment until that game is done tonight. Tomorrow, I'd be more than happy to gloat. But right now, I learned my lesson. Okay. When I talk prematurely, it, it's not a good thing. But no, it was a, it was a good weekend overall. Uh, did did your bets follow your picks? Yeah, they did. I had a, actually a pretty solid betting weekend. Uh, awesome. College was really good uh, yeah, for me. me. A couple different parlays that hit. Um, I had a parlay on the KU game that uh, did really well uh, with Jason Bean's passing yards and Lawrence Arnold's receiving yards and Devin Neal anytime touchdown. It was a pretty solid weekend uh, betting wise for me. So I'll take that. Yeah, I had a good college day and a, and a not good NFL day, but I didn't I didn't put a lot out there in the NFL. I didn't I didn't I wasn't feeling a ton with the NFL. I think it was about 
even uh, on my NFL day, but I got a little college football parlay too. Uh, and, you know, big part of that was betting on Mike Gundy at home. Uh, K-State finding a way to cover KU we were on, and I and I don't remember who my fourth one was. I think Ole Miss or something. But By the yeah, way, got a good one they got to stop making Oklahoma State home underdogs. Got to stop doing that. No, they don't because it's now Man. it's just become an auto bet. Like, they don't need to stop doing that at all. Keep doing it. I'd say keep doing it. Now, we want, you know, for KU and K-State's sake, we certainly want Oklahoma State to lose. Uh, look, you can say whatever you want about Mike Gundy. That's fine. That dude can coach one of the best in the country to win as consistently as he has there and to see that team this year from what we saw early to what we see now come on now that's that's incredible good for them for sending Oklahoma on the way out the door with Bedlam uh, in a game like that oh you can cry about the refs all their way to the SEC okay uh, let's talk about the NFL yesterday Tommy Um, we the Cowboys Eagles game was fan flipping Fantastic. And, you know, as I'm watching that, and look, I, I think that honestly, even in the loss for the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys showed me quite a bit yesterday. I think Mike McCarthy, for all his faults, and there are many, uh, clock management, which again came back to bite them yesterday, he has he has really unlocked Dak a little bit, which is great. Uh, they're, you know, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is, you know, he may not be as gaudy as he was a year ago, but he's he's good, man. And Dak made a couple of mistakes that you're just, God, you just can't have him stepping out of bounds on the two-point conversion, like taking a sack there at the end, like just little stuff you can't do. He shouldn't have been put in that timing situation, Mike McCarthy, but whatever. But that game just, it, it reiterated to me, Tommy, why the NFL must protect quarterbacks at all cost. That is a game that happens when you get two good quarterbacks, right? It's high-level stuff. Bengals-Bills was a little bit that way last night. And then there are other games where you don't have that. Giants-Raiders, right? Backup quarterbacks. Uh, Titans-Steelers earlier in the week. They, they, You know, at least those are good young quarterbacks. But there are, you know, bad quarterback games are no fun. No fun. And and the, that's why you see the NFL protect quarterbacks, and that's why I'll never complain about the NFL protecting quarterbacks. Well, there were some great quarterback games this weekend. Uh, Josh Dobbs off the street. I mean, just that Josh Dobbs story. That was incredible. So good. God, that's incredible. I love it. And the fact that the Vikings are now over 500 when they lose Kirk Cousins, they lose Justin Jefferson for a period of time. They bring in Josh Dobbs, who plays off the street, doesn't know his receivers full names, doesn't know the playbook, but they make it happen. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible uh, with the way that they started the season and now the fact that they're uh, over 500. You mentioned C.J. Stroud, an incredible game from him. He looks like the real deal. Uh, looks like he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time. The Texans are, I think, sneakily pretty good. I'm not sure that they're a contender right now, but I think that they can go in and they can play spoiler and they can be pretty solid as the season goes on. There were some really good quarterback games. And going back, uh, to you talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles, I thought Dak Prescott had a good game. I thought he looked pretty he solid for the most part. There he just were had some those two mistakes. Late there there were, were a couple of mistakes there, but man, like I watched him and I thought, man, I get why, uh, you know, I get why he is in the position that he's in. He's not a perfect quarterback. There's no doubt about that. And I don't know if he's ever going to be able to lead this team to a Super Bowl or not. But man, he looked really good in a hostile environment in Philadelphia. 
I thought the Cowboys were the better team yesterday. I did too. I exactly what I thought, and and that's what was so interesting coming out of it. And I've said all year, like I don't see it from the Cowboys. I don't see their path, and their defense has to get back. And and that Diggs injury has really really hurt them. But there's a path in this wild and crazy NFL season where there isn't, you know, the cream isn't necessarily rising to the top. If Dallas, and and the thing that I thought stood out to me for them is they went on the road and did that. Dallas, they cannot run the ball, and it's agonizing, but they've found something with Ferguson at tight end, and Dak has always been much better with a really good tight end. They had a couple I, of really good runs from Tony Pollard, though. There was one that he broke yeah, open, and he, it was really he good. Loves, he loves to run right into the back of his offensive lineman. He's really, really good at that. He's not a feature back. He's just not. And and that he is what he is what he is. They, I mean, they're going to live with it because that's what they got. They didn't do anything else in the offseason. They didn't do anything else at the trade deadline. Uh, so that's what they've got. But it's okay. It's at least giving them enough. Dak's a play-action quarterback. It's at least giving them enough to be a play-action quarterback. If they can get their defense back, um, and and I think they need time to do that. I think that even I mean I don't know why you wouldn't give them a chance. I, I think I've changed on that a little bit. San San Francisco's struggles have helped, but Dallas can beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia in the playoffs. Can they beat San Francisco in the playoffs? We'll see. San Francisco crushed them, but Dallas has dud games. I don't know. Uh, clock management, man. I can't. God, it's just agonizing. yeah. That was not good. The the lack of urgency that Mike McCarthy had. Uh, towards the end of that always game. I mean, always they had they should have had a lot more time to be able to make something happen unbelievable offensively that wasn't good that being said though again like I'm, I don't want to be perceived as a Mike McCarthy apologist because I'm not I thought overall it was pretty good like I, I mean I just that that part of it wasn't great that but was that crucial. part of it that part of it has been the reason they've lost in the postseason I, I, mean, I, I think, will, the, I think and, it's pretty clear to see the play calling is significantly yep. to, better and, than it and was again, a year ago. I, I am I am a hater, but I did give credit. He has found Dak's – he has helped Dak find it, and that he deserves credit for that, for sure. Somebody else needs to be in his ear and tell him what to do with clock management. Like, okay, Mike, here's what we do. Let's go <laughs> fast. We're down. We're going to need points here. Let's go fast to give our team a chance to actually win this game. Uh, and not put pressure on. That's what we're going to want to do here, Mike. Okay, ready, go. You know, like somebody's got to be in his ear. Like, what are we doing here? Come on now. Anyway, we don't need to spend that much time on the Cowboys. Uh, the Bengals, obviously, Tommy. Well, the Bengals and the Ravens are the big winners of the week, I thought. Uh, and give Philadelphia some credit, too. But it's it's the Bengals and the Ravens, I thought, showed us the most this week, don't you think? Uh, more yeah. than the Chiefs, obviously, even though the Chiefs showed us a lot. I, I think it's those two teams that really um, did a nice job. You mentioned the Vikings. Winning in Atlanta that way with Dobbs is really impressive. I, I wish that Jefferson was healthy. Like, I hope that Jefferson's able to come back, and I hope that we get a chance to see this offense at full strength with Dobbs because there's no question the defense is playing better. I do think that they, you know, could could they be – Good enough to hang with the Lions, with Dobbs at quarterback. Not without Jefferson, but with Jefferson? I mean, maybe. Maybe. They would have been I, with Cousins. And I've been on that for a long time. But, you know, with, with uh, I don't know, with Dobbs. Look, he's, I, he's a I gunslinger. Picked him, I picked him to win that division at the beginning of yeah. the season. Now, obviously, things are significantly different with the way the team is built. 
but if Josh Dobbs can come in off the street, I liked him in Arizona. They weren't winning games because he didn't have support around him. Um, but I like Dobbs. I like the fact that he comes in and he's just going to throw the ball, man. Like he's going to, he's just going to make it work. It's kind of like backyard, like schoolyard football. And that's what Josh Dobbs did yesterday. And it worked. I mean, it worked. And keep in mind, you know, they're playing what the, the playing the Falcons. So it's not like they've got, you know, this huge opponent that is incredible. Uh, but man, division just, leader, right? I mean, they're just the fact good. The fact that they came in and did that with Jefferson on the shelf, KJ Osborne, don't forget, exits early with a concussion. So he's out. Yeah, really, he's got Jordan Addison to throw the ball to, right? Like, that's basically it. Like, that's basically his weapon that Josh Dobbs had. Alexander Madison, I guess, out of the backfield. Um, just incredibly impressive. I'm not sure there's a better quarterback story after this weekend than what Josh Dobbs did. Uh, let's let's look to tonight here, Tommy, real quick. As we're going through the AFC, as we're talking about the big winners, what if the Jets beat the Chargers tonight? And you and I both picked the Chargers. They won't. They won't. What if? I don't think they what, will. If the Jets beat the Chargers tonight, they're five. They'd be five and three. Um, I I cannot wait for them to play Miami. You want to talk about a clash of styles? I think there's. I mean, look, the Jets are coming off a bye. No, they're not coming off a bye. But they're they're. Um, Garrett Wilson has a chance to feast against a really bad secondary. You know, Brees the Beast is going to break off his big plays, you'd think, against that defense. If they beat the Chargers, what do we do with the Jets? And I don't, again, I picked the Chargers, but if the Jets are able to win this game at home, what, what do we make of them? I, I don't know, because if even if Rodgers comes back, what's Rodgers going to be without playing at all this year, essentially? I cannot believe they're 4-3, and three, and here they are. Well, they're, they're doing it on the back of Brees Hall, number one, and their defense, number two. That's exactly the way that when, as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, I said that's the way that they're going to have to win games. If they want to try to win anything this season, they're going to have to do it on the backs of their running game and their defense. And, and that's what they've done. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's going to be a tall task for them to shut down Justin Herbert uh, you know, especially considering Austin Eckler looks to be fully healthy and good to go. The wide receivers that they have. I mean, it looks like outside of Mike Williams, who's obviously done for the year. It looks no, like the Chargers Palmer's have, out tonight, too. Oh, that's Palmer's right. Palmer out tonight, out. too. So they're yeah. going to, they, I mean, I think that they can really, you know, Jordan Whitehead and the, the others in the secondary for the Jets can can really try to limit what Keenan Allen does. Um, but man, like I, I just, I think that the Jets can make it a game. Against the it's Chargers, a, but I'm not sure that they can win. It's not a bad matchup. It's not I'm a not bad sure matchup win, for though. the Jets. I Look, as somebody who's lost a lot of money on the Chargers over the years, like this is not a bad matchup for the Jets. They've got to figure out a way to contain Keenan Allen, but they, they're great against the run, and the Chargers are down receivers. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. The thing about it with the Jets is Zach Wilson's beaten Buffalo and Philadelphia this year. Right. You know, at home, which is where the Chargers are coming, I, I, I am so excited about this game. I, the Jets are so interesting to me. One, because I love seeing Brees Hall get opened up a little bit. That's a part of it for the Jets for me. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I just like they're such an interesting team. They're, I didn't think there was any way they'd be four and three. I didn't know if they'd be four and three with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Tommy. That's the thing. Like they their schedule was so brutal out of the gates. We wondered, you know, if they were we were saying things like, what if they're four and three? What if they're two and four out of the gates with Aaron Rodgers based on their schedule? And here they sit, and you know. Things don't get easy down the stretch, but it's it's interesting to me because, like, for Cleveland, as an example, we're like, oh, man, Cleveland's defense, like, they can win with that defense. And, you know, Cleveland doesn't have Nick Chubb. If Cleveland can win and be a contender, I, I, don't, I think I like the Jets more than I like Cleveland. They're both deficient at quarterback. The Jets have Brees Hall with that defense and Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson's a stud, man. Like, you just got to give him a chance. Can you imagine the Jets if they had actually gotten to trade for Devontae Adams like they wanted to? Like if the Raiders <laughs> no. had actually moved Devontae but, but, Adams. But to have, but to to have Zach Wilson throw into Garrett Wilson oh and Devontae God. Adams. Like I saw that report and I'm like, but what are you gonna do? Like you have those two guys, and it's it's just at that point you're getting Devontae Adams yeah. to for for when Aaron Rodgers comes back. But like You've got those two receivers and Zach Wilson throwing it to him. And I'm just like, how, how is that going to like, what would that have looked like? And can that would have been about, wild to see. Can we talk about the Raiders for a second? I mean, of course, they're playing the Giants and Daniel Jones. They fear he tore his ACL and he's out for the year. And that ah. sucks. And Tommy DeVito comes in as the quarterback and can't really do a whole lot. So I understand all of that. But after the week that the Raiders had firing Josh McDaniels, and then we actually story about what happened and yeah it was crazier than the fake was circling around earlier this week i mean it seems like that locker room hated mcdaniels and wanted him out of there so badly 
And then all they do is go out and absolutely demolish the Giants. Uh, I'm not saying that the Raiders are all of a sudden the real deal, but what I am saying is that this looks like the start of the rebuild for the Raiders, and they might be further along than what we think. Well, their roster still has some talent on it. I, I mean, that was always the confusing thing about the Raiders. Um, I, I don't know how their ownership missed that badly on McDaniels. Literally the same thing has happened. History is repeating itself with not just him, but another Patriots assistant, right? Like, leave those guys in New England. So who Like, yeah. what ownership group is going to hire a Patriot? After everything we've seen, you've got Vrabel, who's a star coach. And am I forgetting anybody? Like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work with Bill O'Brien uh, long-term in Houston. Um, didn't work with Matt Patricia in Detroit. I mean, there's a number of coaches that it has not worked for. Um, let's look. There is an article at CBSSports.com. Uh, Joe Judge, eh, Patricia, yeah, eh, McDaniels, eh, Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini. Uh, oh, Brian Dable. He's he's in that tree. Brian Dable's in that tree. Al Groh. Uh, what happened with Al Groh? I, I don't even know what happened. I don't even I remember don't Al Groh. Uh, Saban, that's not really the same thing, right? Uh, Brian Flores. Uh, he was under 500 over 30 games. And then Bill O'Brien. I, look, I think you've got to take, did Vrabel, Vrabel actually coach for Belichick though? I'm not sure that he I did. I don't know if he did. He obviously played under him, but I'm not, I don't know if he actually coached under him. Uh, Dable would be the one. And, and how good do you feel about Dable right now, by the way? Not um, great. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's look here. He, as a coach. Quick, because now I'm curious about that. He Okay, so as a coach, he went to Ohio State. So he went college first. No, then he went straight from the Texans to Tennessee. So he has not yeah. coached under Belichick. So Vrabel doesn't even count in there. So there's really, like, nobody, right? Like, like we're, we're not—it's not good uh, for the Patriots' treat. So, so look around the league, everybody. Stop hiring them as head coaches. We'll see if Brian <laughs> Flores gets another shot. He probably will. With the job he's done in Minnesota, probably will. And it is too early to count out Dable. I will say that. Dable, if I'm the Giants and, and they make the change at quarterback long term, I definitely want Dable to have a piece of that after the job he did with Daniel Jones last year. But it, it, it just stop with it, especially retreads, especially the second time around. The Raiders, boy, I wonder if they found something in Pierce. The players clearly like him. But when you've got that, the cigars in the locker room and the stories, like that's that's wild that an NFL yeah. culture gets to that point. I mean, that's hard to even it's hard to even make that up. Well, did you hear the story about how like it all went down and about how there was a big like airing of the grievances of yeah. all the players talking about how much they don't like Josh McDaniels? Then he couldn't even like speak up for himself. He had Antonio Pierce do it on his behalf. And Pierce talks about. How the Giants beat the Patriots in 2007 in the Super Bowl, and how the Raiders. Have That's to one have of his assistant coaches, by the way. Yeah, and then McDaniel's is like, no. don't ever talk about the Patriots like that again. Like, come on, come on. To be like, fair, that's... Pierce was on those Giants teams. Like, right. McDaniel's like, get out of here with that. Go back to Belichick. Be awesome in New England. Go be his offensive coordinator again. And you know, let's. I, the Raiders need to be better. I, I know people around here don't like the Raiders. But the Raiders are sort of like the Cowboys. The, the NFL's better when they're relevant. 
and and in the mix. It because they're because they're good villains if you hate them. Their fans are absolutely nuts. Uh, the Raiders have got to get it right. Just get the but coach right. But isn't it safe to say that Josh McDaniels, like we're never going to see him be a head coach again? Oh, like he will never get another head no. coaching no opportunity. He won't. He'll be he'll be a lifetime assistant. He'll be an assistant for a long time. He'll have to you know. He'll he'll go he'll ride with Belichick I'm sure the rest of Belichick's career and then he'll have to partner up with somebody else that's in you know that that has familiarity with him because he has done good jobs with those offenses in the past right he like he did a, he was doing a good job with Mac Jones and those things I I don't know enough about his personality to figure out like why that's gone so poorly for him I have no idea I don't pay that much attention to like the things that he says and does because his teams aren't ever any good um, but you know. It is what it is. That's the NFL look. Let's look ahead to some college basketball tonight. We talked a little about KU, Wichita State, and K-State also open tonight. We'll hit on that next. Sports Daily is on KFH. All right, so it's it, the watching tonight is going to be intense. You've got, but but it's a little staggered for us, Tommy. So you know you've got KU and Wichita State, which will cross over to some degree. Wichita State goes at six thirty. Pre-game coverage begins at five thirty over on KEYN. You'll have K State hoops here on KFH, but they play later against USC and in, in maybe the premier game one of across the country tonight. Uh, at eight o'clock, no, no, Bronny James, I suppose. I haven't checked in on his health in a while, but I don't think he's going. Uh, but USC is still expected to be really good. And then you'll have Monday Night Football over on KNSS as we shuffle things. But you know, it's it's big opportunities. I mean, K State's got the, the the big platform tonight for this game, Tommy. I mean, that's a that's a big time game nationally for K State and USC. Yeah, knowing that you know they're going to be without Naquan Tomlin, I, I think that that comes down to the question of. Again, like we've talked about all last week, how do they fill that role? What do they do? What does Jerome Tang have up his sleeve, you know, to be able to to make that happen? And it's obviously, as we know, a completely different opponent from Emporia State to USC, right? And so, again, I don't think you can take much away from the exhibition they played last week and apply it to what is going to happen tonight on the court against USC. But, I mean, I, I just I feel like if Jerome Tang can get a good amount of collaboration between the newcomers and Tyler Perry and Arthur Kaluma with the returners like Cam Clark, Cam Carter. I feel like at that point they should be in pretty good shape. And tonight's going to be a, a solid litmus test on exactly where we feel like they are. Uh, James is expected to join the team at some point, but the expectation is not for him to play tonight. This is a game on TNT, which is interesting, uh, who I don't recall ever broadcasting a college basketball game outside of the NCAA tournament in recent years. So that's kind of interesting. I, I think that had something to do with Bronny, obviously. Um, but, you know, K-State gets a national audience here. And USC is supposed to be good either way. Uh, this is a big – look, K-State can come out. You want to make a statement early? Make it in this game right now when everybody's oh, yeah. watching you. If Tyler Perry wants to, you know, get things off with a bang, make it tonight. This is a good spot for K-State to have this national platform – to have it sort of by themselves here. You'll be up against Monday Night Football, but, you know, they're on national TV. Uh, KU is not on national TV. Wichita State is not on national TV. The other 
I mean, who are the other? Like, is there a bigger college basketball game tonight than Kansas State-USC? I'm not sure there is. Let me look at the top 25. Um, No. No. I'm just going down the list and seeing who everybody in the top 25 is playing. They're all cupcakes. Uh, yeah, they're all cupcakes. This is this is the best game for sure. This is the best game for sure. They get it on national television. Let's go. Uh, what a big opportunity for them. And for Wichita State, Tommy, I, you know, the, the platform is not as big. But in the sense that it's a chance to get that first feel of this game. Wichita State, by the way, K-State's three-point dog. Wichita State is a seven-point favorite over Lipscomb. Take what you will from that. I mean, I've got to figure out a way to bet these games. I haven't even thought about that. Um, and and you want to talk about, like, difficult task betting that. But Wichita State, you know, seven points at home. I kind of like that. K-State plus three on the road. Well, it's a neutral. So, you know, they're three points. Kansas is a 30-and-a-half-point favorite. Not going there, I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> uh, but but Wichita State and K-State, I kind of like. Can I just say I'm really excited for the first regular season game in the Paul Mills era at Wichita State. I, like, I'm really too, excited man. to see what things look like inside Charles Koch Arena. I think Kenny Poto, I'm really excited to see how he blossoms under Paul Mills. Um, and I hope that they get off to a great start tonight. I think that they probably will. I kind of like that seven-point number, too. That might I be one too. I have to look I'm at probably, later on tonight, but I'm probably going to um, hit I'm, that. I'm really excited about this first matchup. I don't know what the crowd's going to be like, and I hope that people don't like it's it's November sixth. There's a lot going on right now, so you know, do I expect a packed house? I do not, Bob. I mean, if I if we get one, that'd be fantastic. But I don't think we'll see a lot of packed houses across the country. We'll probably see one in Lawrence. Uh, but, you know, most places, I don't think we're going to see those uh, those sorts of environments. It'd be awesome if we got one at Charles Koch Arena. K-State's at a neutral, so that won't really play a huge factor there. But it is, man. All three of those teams, I kind of wish we staggered them through the week. I, I like that we're celebrating Wichita State women's basketball is uh, just about to tip or, or is tipping uh, as we speak here. I know they're getting ready to. We'll have coverage. Uh, well, you know what? I'll tell you about that with what's on tap. It, they, they don't play until noon and that coverage begins uh into the next hour so it is a wild and crazy day with all the what's on tap stuff so we'll take you through we'll walk you through how you can catch everything uh when we come back here and wrap up sports daily We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.